So, what do you want first, the good news or the bad news? I'm referring to two articles that appeared in the newspapers recently, both focusing on the realities of present-day Cape Cod. Since I always take the bad news first, I'll start there. And although it was terrible, it was also nothing out of the ordinary, except that it appeared not in a local paper, but in the New York Times. The story reported on the near-impossible struggle of hard-working people to find permanent housing on Cape Cod. Nothing new here, except that it did put a few more personal faces on the stories of year-round residents paying high rents who are being evicted by property owners who can't resist the opportunity to throw them out and sell their properties or lease them to vacationers for astronomical rents. This was not about blame, by the way. It was about a question a lot of Cape Cod landlords are asking themselves every day as the American economy enters its late-cycle expansion phase with a rising likelihood of recession. Do you want to be a charitable person or a wealthy one? The other article was actually hopeful, if somewhat morbid by comparison. It focused not on the way we live on Cape Cod, but the way we die and choose to be buried. That is, the town of Barnstable is now considering green burials, like a number of smaller Outer Cape towns. The contrast between the two stories is an example of what might be considered a very sad contradiction in the way we live out here. That is, succeeding in protecting the environment at the same time we're failing to help working people who live in it. At my wife's instigation, we've been studying green burials for years. We've even bought our plot, a shady hillside in a small cemetery that allows green burials in South Wellfleet. Because really, who wants to have their bodies placed on a stainless steel slab in a mortuary, disinfected and shaved, eyeballs glued open, and jaw wired shut, blood drained, arteries pumped with formaldehyde, abdomen punctured to let out the gas, and drained before it, too, is injected with poisonous chemicals? Who wants their dear ones to pay for an ornate casket and a concrete burial liner for the grave. Who wants to imagine their bodies slowly decaying in a box for ten years, arsenic from the embalming solution, as well as heavy metals leaching into the water table? Of course, we've talked about cremation. In fact, we have relatives' ashes all over the backyard. But there's nothing like an artfully landscaped grave site to visit, is there? to leave a bouquet, to sit in front of and share memories over a bottle of wine. The thing about scattering ashes is the elements. I hate to think of mom leeching into the Title V septic system. And now that Cape Codders are adopting green burials, there's no need to buy special insurance. Over the past 30 years, Funeral expenses have risen over 200%. Today, the average cost 
of a conventional casket and all the related fees is about $9,000. Talk about burying working people in debt. For sure, having to be deceased in order to be guaranteed a permanent place to call your own on Cape Cod is not the optimum solution. But I choose to focus on the positive. Only the affluent may be able to buy a house or rent a year-round apartment out here, but anyone of any economic status can buy a six-by-six-foot plot of earth. It's not only democratic, it's environmentally friendly. Remember the three pillars of sustainability, economic viability, environmental protection, and social equity. Now we have it covered, and that is good news. We may not have affordable living, but we now have affordable dying. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.